Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Again, an asterisk needs to be next to always. <laughs> well, that's right. You weren't here before. Say, we did and the sometimes time. he's here. Yeah, and every once in a while he shows up. And right. You, but it, you make it a game. You make it fun for me. I have to wonder whether and you're going to be here. for all our listeners. Right. <laughs> no, but I'm glad you're back this week. I know you had a work thing that kept you away last time. And yeah, I wasn't happy about that. But it well, is I know you is. weren't. Yeah. I know you weren't. I know you'd rather be here. I was but texting you quite madly going, yep, this ain't going to happen. I know. I could so. hear the angry punches. The, yeah. the the letters were getting larger as you typed. Well, it's, it's like after 530, <laughs> I'm still waiting on something. Sure, yeah, sure. Right. But no, we made it through. Tom Dorian stepped in. Tom's a board member, you know, for, for Pew Ministries. And he did a, awesome, by the way. Yeah, the yeah. co-host for the Catholic cafe so good job he was around and stepped in for us so deacon jeff always applauding himself over there with the show (laughs) the man is made of humility (laughs) cloaked in it but anyway well i want to start off the show again by thanking exodus 90 guys if you have not signed up you can go to the wait list at exodus90.com slash john edwards you can join that wait list to um, go on this journey towards freedom away from indulgences and a lot of the other things that take up our time with victor and i uh, starting january the 4th it's an opportunity to sort of you know turn off the tv put down the phone and, and really start concentrating on your prayer life and serving your your family and uh, just really growing your relationship with jesus so looking forward to it i know there's going to be a lot of tough things in it too that that uh, come along with it but um, that may just mean that, that some things, if they're tough, that we probably need to practice in our life anyway. So, Is, is there like a manual that comes with it so we know yeah, kind of like day one, day two? Sure. When they like sign that. up, you'll start getting emails and all gotcha. that that'll come along that'll start telling you about it. There's an app that, that uh, comes with it too so that you can you know jump in there with your group members and, and be in fraternity with them throughout the process too. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there, but... Uh, like I said, go to the go to excess90.com slash John Edwards, sign up, and then join Victor and I and a group of our friends and, and people in, in the patron group that are going to be going through this, and uh, we'll march towards Easter together. Uh, and speaking of patrons, I want to say thank you to the patrons again You know, for supporting us and everything that we're doing here. Um, we've got a, a drive that's going to come out on Giving uh, Tuesday in December where we're going to be asking for donations for some different things that we need. You know, Deacon Jeff and I are going to be starting on the show, The Messy Catholic, and we've got some production needs for that that, of course, cost money that we're going to need to uh, to be able to, to get. We also, um, I, I've just purchased... Uh, are in the process of, of purchasing a story that was filmed of mine uh, a couple of years ago that's raw footage that has to be put together that's going to be an eight to ten minute uh, video of, of the telling of my story that's uh, it's been professionally produced so we were acquiring that so there's lots of things so out there that playing me who's playing you well you're not you're playing you because you were in some of the videos <laughs> oh, was I? Okay. yeah it was a thing from a couple of years ago so um, we can get a cardboard cutout if necessary if you're know not if available Matt, Matt LeBlanc or something like that <laughs> no, you know? no. that's right. But uh, but no, anyway, so those are all things that we're doing, and you can help us achieve all those goals by becoming a patron today. You can go to justagownthepew.com and, and uh, sign up there under Support the Ministry, or you can go to patreon.com slash Ministries and become a patron there and also get awesome gear and, and you know mugs and all those things that come along with it uh, with exclusive content as well. So 
yeah, just join us there and, and uh, help us continue to, to work the mission that Jesus has put in front of us. So That's right. And speaking of the mission that Jesus has put in front of us, you know, last week, I know you weren't here, but I'm sure you listened to it, and Tom and I talked about repentance and the difference between, you know, going and, and just confessing our sins, but really being repentant in our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, making a decision then and there to turn away from the things that maybe the sins in our lives that have become habitual or just maybe the way we were living our lives in general, but making that decision to love God more than we love ourselves and to not want to offend him and to move forward in our life in that way with a repentant heart and a repentant life. And so as I was thinking about the next step for a guy that says, okay, well, I've, I've repented, like I've gone and done that. I've, I'm starting to, to really live my life this way. What's the next thing I need to be sure of? And my mind was was drawn in prayer to commitment. You know, um, oftentimes, I know I've experienced it, you probably have too, and, and the guys listening out here, you know, we can go to things like a men's conference or we can have a, a, you know, a really good confession or other things, other opportunities where we've had this God moment, right? Where we're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're on fire and you feel great. Um, but we also know, if you're being honest, you know, most of us, if we're being honest, could say, that we also have, have experienced the other end of that, right? Like that going up the roller coaster and coming down the other side where I'm making all these plans and I've done these things and I feel great in the moment, but it soon fades away when the world and, and everything else that's waiting for us you know, starts to knock on the door again. And so how do we combat that in our lives? And it's through commitment. You know, um, we need to commit to truly following Jesus in our life. I mean, to repent is what we have, where we have to start, but we have to make a commitment for the rest of our lives that we're going to live this way, not for just a moment or for a period of time, but like this is a complete and total turning away from that old life, and I'm committing to live the rest of my life for Christ. So, you know, what does commitment mean? What does to be committed mean? And it's it's wholeheartedly dedicated, and that's what we need after we've truly committed. You know, St. Camillus actually said, commitment is doing what you said you would do after the feeling you set it in has passed. And I think that's something that that really hits on what I was just saying about that feeling we've all received before is, you know, a commitment isn't just when it's easy for you or when it feels good. A commitment is doing something even when you don't want to, you know, or even when you don't feel like it or even when it's not easy anymore. Um, a lot of us face spiritual desolation at times and, and it's easy for us to quit and to stop what we're doing and just to say, well, you know what, it's not... I don't feel anything out of this anymore, right? I don't get this feeling, so we stop. And a commitment, though, is the exact opposite of that. It's like, no, I'm going to see this through no matter what. Um, No matter if I feel extremely close to Jesus in a moment or I feel very far away. We know Mother Teresa said, I think she spent five weeks in consolation out of 50 years of, of serving Christ. So, it's and not about hard to believe that, I but I mean, she said it, I believe it. But well, you can call her a liar if you want. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I, notice I stopped short from saying that. But I, know. but I mean, this, imagine most of the most sanely individuals that lived in our lifetime mm-hmm. saying something like that. I yeah. mean, is she, is she changed that area of India forever. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it, it really, she does. She's impacted all kind of people all over yeah. the world. It just it goes to show us that we can't base our commitment to Christ on feelings right. and on fleeting moments. Emotions, yeah. Yeah, we actually have to to make that commitment and stand by it no matter what. Because the thing is, without commitment, we we start to lose interest in our faith, right? Like we we if we're not committed and we're not doing the things we need to do in our life and, and, and committing to plans and, and stuff that we need to do every day to to stay on course, then we risk losing interest in it, becoming another thing in our lives. Um, you know, it says in Psalm 37, five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. 
there's plenty of verses that talk about this, like not just saying, okay, I'm yours, Lord, but actually committing every day to do it. We commit to so many other things in our life, right? If you know, we commit to taking our kids to sports every other day. We commit to a favorite football team and, and spending our time on the weekends watching it. We commit to to all sort of other things that will not stack up to anywhere near what committing to live our life for Christ will. So we're all familiar with committing to things. We just have to move that familiarity over to our faith because there's a downside, there's a danger in not committing fully to this, to live in this life. And that is becoming indifferent, right? That's the thing is, we can lose interest or, God forbid, become indifferent to our faith. And this is where I think most men spend their lives. Um, I feel like there's a lot of guys that are out here that like, I don't not love God. I don't hate God. I'm just sort of indifferent to it all. And indifference is a lack of interest or concern or sympathy um, with anything, whether it's the faith or just a relationship you have with somebody. Um, so that's the danger of not being committed is we find ourselves as we mentioned earlier a few minutes ago in the show, after having these spiritual highs and these moments, I mean, I know I've seen it over and over again. Like I said, we go to these conferences and we, we're going to change our life and we're going to do all this stuff. And two weeks later, you're like, that feeling is gone and you're right back to the same person you used to be. And that's why we have to have that true repentance and that decision to commit. And with that commitment, you have to have that uh, plan in action to be able to follow that so you can fight the indifference in your life. Because as St. Maximilian Colby said, and this is a quote from him that is very familiar to a lot of people. I'm reading the entire quote, so just the portion that normally gets quoted. But he said, the most deadly poison of our time is indifference. And this happens, although the praise of God should know no limits. Let us strive, therefore, to praise him to the greatest extent of our powers. That's a pretty bold statement from a guy that gave his life, as we know, in Auschwitz, um, for another man, mm-hmm. it said the most deadly poison of our time is indifferent. You know, it's not some of the things that may pop to mind. It's the simply not caring if there's a God or not, or I'm going to live my life as if it doesn't matter. And I think that's where so many men find themselves. It's where I found myself for so long was I'm, 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 um, you know, pedaling along at my own speed and on my own course. And what I have is what's in front of me with my, you know, my blinders on, and I'm indifferent to whatever else is going on with other people or with God or anything. And I think that's where so many men find themselves today. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but also commitment is most for men who are married. That is a, the the understanding of what commitment means is marriage. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. So so for us who are listening, you know, and, and you're you're doing awesome, by the way, with the connection of the, the, the faith. Yeah. But I think for some people who's like, I still don't get it, it's like marriage is the commitment of of dropping or laying down something that you once took with you as being selfish and place on the ground and then receiving something from the other person and saying, I will carry this with me because I am committed to you for the rest of my life. And that's the same thing with our faith is that we just, we have to lay down our selfish intentions and pick up the cross mm-hmm. and carry that with us the rest of our lives and learning each step by step more about God's revelation in our lives, more about his love being revealed to us but more about the virtues, he said, I want you to receive this. Sure. And I think a lot of us, you said a long time ago in our early shows, is that, you know, if we do go to heaven, you know, hopefully we all will, mm-hmm. God will say, I love you so much. This is what I had set aside for you, but you never opened the present I gave you. Sure. You know, and those are all the virtues and blessings he wanted to give you. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we had to be committed in our faith in order to have the fulfillment of who we are born to be. Sure. And it's a great point. It was one that I was thinking about 
uh, earlier today when I was writing this about marriage is, yeah. you know, if you're indifferent in your marriage, you're not going to have a very good marriage. No. It's not going to last long, right? And your, your wife, children will see it and right. they'll perpetuate that. Yeah. And so it's the same thing in our faith. And, and you know, guys who, who are listening may not have the best marriage out there. You may have been indifferent to it, but it's going to be the same thing with your faith too. If we don't start to to love God and to spend uh, time with God, working on that relationship the same way you work on that relationship with your, with your wife. You know, if you're close to your wife, you have a great marriage, it's because you're putting time and effort into it. You have a plan, you have ideas of, of, of and an intimate knowledge of who your wife is and what she wants from you and, and what makes her happy and her love language and all of that. And we have to have that same sort of mentality when we approach our own, our own relationship with God. Um, because like I said, that indifference is something where I think so many men spend their lives and this is the way that it sort of works its way in. Like Pope Francis, this is a quote from him. It says, indifference seems to be a medicine that protects us from involvement and becomes a way of being, of being more relaxed. This is indifference, but this non-involvement is a way of defending our selfishness and it saddens us, which is pretty much exactly what you just said a second ago about selfishness. But this is where we find ourselves. If you look around the world, you see so many people that are like, yeah, there may be a God. I guess I'll find out one day. You know, when I die and if he's there, I guess I'm wrong, you know. Yeah. And, and if it's he's a big and, risk. You know, and, yeah. if I, and if he's not there, then I won't know it because I'm just dead anyway, right? Mm. And so we go about our lives that way. And, and we can't become the men that we're called to be when we're sitting here not caring about what it is that God's called us to be in the first place. So what we have to do is start to work on our faith and our relationship with Jesus. Because if we don't, it just it's just going to become another thing. You know, we can take it or leave it. It lacks importance and priority in our life when we become indifferent to it. And you can see that in the Catholic Church right now. Like, we've had here in Memphis the dispensation lifted um, for almost a month now, I guess, or getting close to it, and we still don't have packed churches. You know, I thought hopefully maybe I'm going to have to get here really early to Mass because if not, there's going to be people standing everywhere. We're going to have a gym or a, a side room with a video feed full, and I'm going to have to go in there. But I haven't seen that anywhere. And I think it's because when, when COVID hit and people start realizing, you know, couldn't go to mass anymore and they start watching it on TV and they don't, they're not able to receive the Eucharist anymore. The people who have, have not had a great relationship with Jesus Christ in the first place. Now, I know that there's people that have health risk and things right. like that. I'm not speaking to them. I'm talking about people that are perfectly healthy and able to come to mass who are still not doing so is because they become indifferent about it, right? Like, well, you know, I quit taking the Eucharist. I, I quit receiving the Eucharist for months on end. And my life didn't change any. I didn't die. I didn't this. I didn't. So you know what? Maybe it's not as important as I thought it was. And that's that's the danger of indifference is we let ourselves get out of this spiritual habit of this of this belief that we've had for a long time. And we start to go, you know what? I'm still breathing. My heart's still beating. I'm still getting to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And we become indifferent to God. And it's such a dangerous place to be in. That's why so many saints have warned us about it. And so many philosophy teachers, I mean, I've got a couple quotes in here from Dr. Peter Kreef too, that where he talks about indifference is more truly the opposite of love than hate is. For we can both love and hate the same person at the same time, but we cannot both love and be indifferent to the same person at the same time. And that's the difference is like, I think the devil loves for us to be indifferent because I don't think he really cares if we hate God or not. He just doesn't want us to care about him, period, right? If you hate him, you're thinking about him. If you love him, you're thinking about him. So he doesn't want you doing either one of them. He wants you to be indifferent. So when we when we lack that commitment in our life, when we refuse to start saying, you know what, I've repented, I've made a promise, I made baptismal promises to God, right? To repent of my sins, to believe in God the Father, the Creator, believe in God the Son, in Jesus Christ, and believe in God the Holy Spirit. 
That's part of our baptismal promises, right? It's something that we've committed to. And when we repent of those sins, we have to remember that commitment and then live out that commitment for the rest of our lives. If we don't, we risk playing into the devil's hands of this indifference to where it's not only affecting you, back to your point with your with, with the marriage and the family. Now all of a sudden, if you're indifferent and you're not living your commitment that, that you've made to God and, and it starts to wane over time, well, guess who's seeing that? Your wife, your kids. Your kids are always looking at you, right? In the eyes of your children, you are God. That's not a disrespectful statement. That's just a fact. However you treat them, however you act, however you present God to them is how they're going to receive and think about God. This is who God is based on what I've seen from the people who are supposed to show me who God is. Right? Christophanic says it really well in the Rise video. And he says, children learn that, uh, learn who they are by looking at the face of God, which is their parents and their life. So what the danger isn't just for ourselves. It's for everybody around us. You know, God's depending on us to be his hand and feet in the world. And when we're not living out this commitment in our lives, then we're really putting ourselves, not only ourselves, but other souls in danger that look to us for guidance, for leadership, for their own uh, faith journey. And, and we're shirking a responsibility that we've committed to. Well, the loss of love is a tragic thing, mm-hmm. I think, for anyone. I mean, every kid wants to be validated and, and, and made to be important in, in their parents' lives. And then you have people who who are treated with, with uh, disrespect or abuse, and then they kind of that love of wanting to have love, they're always in journey and searching for it. And, and Christ, like you said, he, he opens that love, but then when you deny that love, the love is still there. It's just that you close off of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the tragedy continues down through your life. And uh, I think, like, like you said, the commitment is so necessary for you to, even though if you're having a hard time beginning to where to start, just be open and ask for help and assistance guidance. Right. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute about trying to, how do we fight this and how this indifference and how do we live the commitment? How do we maintain that commitment? Um, because you know, it, for men, I know in my life, I've made several commitments that I haven't fallen through with, followed through with because it's just easy to get out of the habit, right? Like once I'm obviously a creature of habit, good habits and bad habits, right? I had a lot of bad habits in my life. And, and that's the thing is like when I get out of doing things, then I get out of that habit and then I fall away from whatever it was going to be. I mean, we see it so many times of people starting gym memberships at the beginning of the year or, or committing to, to coaching something and maybe pulling out halfway through the year because it becomes tough or whatever else. I mean, I've seen it a lot, uh, in my life and different things. So that's why we have to fight this indifference. And, and it is really playing into the devil's hand. I, I want to reiterate that point again, because it's like, he's taking you off the board. You know, he's, he's rendering you inactive. If you're on a chessboard and you're a piece that's moving around and taking his pawns and, and and bringing other men to the faith, bringing your children to the faith, you know, bringing your wife closer to God, helping out in your parents, all those things, then you're a danger to him. But when you become indifferent, he takes you off of that board and out of the game and it leaves everyone around you open to, to for him to come in and to snatch away, right? So that indifference is something that we have to take care of. And the only way that we can stop from being indifferent is to shore up and to nurture our commitments in our life each and every day, our commitment to living as a man of God. Um, the repentance is the first step to that. And we're going to talk about a couple more steps in the next episodes. We've got kind of this four-part series going on to and on how to become the man that God's calling you to be. But that repentance is is where you have to start. You make that commitment. You make that change to, you know, that, that decision to change your life, but then you have to commit to it for the rest of your life. So let's talk about that for a couple minutes. You know, a lot of people ask me this all the time. How do you like stay committed to Christ? How do you go to daily mass every day? How do you do these different things? How do you, and not just me, but like 
things they see other people doing, right? How do I how do I become a man that, that is living my life with Christ as a priority in it? And first is you've got to make your mind up that that's what you're going to do. You've got to honor that commitment. But I'll tell you, like, it's just like you said earlier with the wife. You know, focusing on growing your relationship with Jesus is the first thing you have to do. Because if you don't have a great relationship with Jesus, if you don't have a great friendship, you don't know him, then why would you have a desire to honor a commitment to somebody that you don't care about? Right? That's the thing is, is it's almost like in Catholicism when people come up and, 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 and they say, well, hey, I'm going to catechize you. Here's all this information. And then we wonder why people don't want to maybe become Catholic because it looks like rules and regulations and another you know college class or something like that you have to go through. Because we haven't introduced them to the person that the religion is about, right? That our faith is about. Why would you want to be involved in something if you don't know the person that it's about? And it's the same thing with our commitment to Christ. Is how committed are you going to be if you don't care about the person, right? If you don't care about your wife, what's to keep you from going out and doing things like you know being uh, adulterous or something like that? There's not much to keep you from that. It's the same thing with your relationship with Christ. If you're not constantly working on it, then you're not going to be committed. So we have to come to know him more. And when we come to know him more, we're going to love him more. Your desire will be to commit to him just like a commitment to your best friend, spouse, or anybody else. And we've talked about that so many times in the past, the way to do that through prayer, through reading scripture, through the sacraments, through adoration. Like there's so many different ways to get to know Christ, quieting yourself and just sitting down somewhere and and opening yourself up to listen to him. But those are the things like, I would never want to betray you as my friend. I would never want to tell you I was going to do something that, you know, tell you I was going to do something and not do it because I know it's going to hurt you. And I don't want to hurt you. I want to honor you. I want to be the best friend I could be to you. And when we treat God in that same way, when we treat Jesus in that same way, then it keeps us fostering that commitment, nurturing that commitment because we don't want to let down our friend. We want to be with him forever the way that he's promised us. So if we really want to do that, then we've got to get to know him so that the desire is there to stay committed to him. I think we also don't want to keep continue wounding him as much as we do from time to time. Whenever yeah. we sin and we fall, we know he loves us and the merciful as he is. But every time we do, we wound him, you mm-hmm. know, and that relationship, that commitment is still there. But, but you know, you got put more energy into it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. And we talked about all that on repentance is mm-hmm. making that turn to where you care more about God than you do yourself and not offending him. Uh, the next thing I would say is to build a plan to stay committed. You know, a lot of times we make up our mind, I'm going to do this, but we don't have a plan. Right? We have no plan. We just hope we're going to make it. You know, and, and we talked about it on grace. We hope that God's grace is just enough to, to do everything for us, but we have to cooperate with that grace. And part of cooperating with that grace, part of living out this repentant life, part of being committed, is scheduling and making a plan to stay committed. Um, one of the things that I have to do in my life every day is schedule prayer times. Like, if I don't pray first thing in the morning, chances are I'm going to go through half the day without even praying. And when I do that, my days go to junk and I'm not the person I need to be. So we need to schedule our prayer times. We need to schedule when we can be with the Lord. You know, maybe that's an extra mass for you every week. You know, find the times in your schedule. Don't just use the excuse of I'm too busy. Find some time when you can do it. Sacrifice a lunch and go be with the Lord. Um, Adoration. There's so many different things. Join a group of brothers and stay involved. You know, that's something that I know that has helped you and I is we have this group of great guys at Mm -hmm. our parish that meet every Wednesday come hell or high water unless it's Thanksgiving or Christmas because we're committed to each other and committed to being the men that God's called us to be. And we know how important it is to walk with other guys to ensure that we do that. So the last part I would say is just commit, is, is find someone to hold you accountable, which is basically what that group is about. Whether it's a brother, a priest, your wife, a friend, 
just someone who keeps you on the path, someone who knows that it's important for you to live out this commitment in your life and they're not going to let you falter. And chances are you're probably doing the same thing for them. That's why we need that community and people in our lives to keep us on the straight and narrow. And commit to leading your family. If you know that your family's looking to you, it will help you stay on course. Because you certain, no father that I know of in their right mind wants to let their wife down, wants to let their children down. It's a huge responsibility. It's a huge task. It's one that God has put on our shoulders because he knows we're capable of it. So that in itself can be a huge, um, a huge just reminder to live this commitment in our lives. So guys, it's, it's something that we have to do. We can't simply just wish away our sins and say, I'm sorry, and, and hope that we can live a good life. We have to repent of it like we talked about last week, but then we have to make that commitment. Christ is committed to you. He gave his life so that you could be with him forever. That is his commitment to you. And we have to answer that commitment with a response of our own, which means that we're going to live our life each and every day in the way that he's called us to. If we're not, then we're never going to make it to heaven and we're going to fail those around us. So we commit to so many other things in our life that are not anywhere near as important as living our lives for Christ. There's nothing in this life that you can do that is more important than trying to get to heaven. But yet we spend so much of our time committed to other things that will never get us anywhere other than where we are in life right now. So guys, I'm calling it out right now. We need to renew our commitment and we need to put plans in place in our life so that we can be the men that God calls us to be so that we can be for him forever, with him forever. And a good way to do that, speaking of commitment again, is to sign up on that Exodus 90 wait list. You looking for something to do? There's two months to prepare to get ready. Start having those conversations with God and commit to signing up and joining us on January the 4th. That is something that is going to take you all the way through Easter, and I guarantee you, you'll have one of the greatest lunch you've ever had in your life because that focus will be on God and it will be on everyone other than yourself. And when you get to that place, God will open up and show you the graces and the joy and the peace and the and just the hope that he has for you when you get out of your own way and you start to live your life for others. So, men, I know sometimes I can make it sound like this is easy on here or it's just a, a cakewalk. We know it's not. It takes prayer, it takes discernment, it takes support from other people. But first and foremost, it takes your commitment and it takes your desire to live this life and to honor the commitment that you made to God and the sacrifices he's made for you. So I hear that music. In the words of Dr. Peter Kreef, indifference is the only road that never gets to God. So we have to remember that. We have to stay on the road of commitment. That's how we'll get to heaven and that's how we'll be with him forever. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, Becoming the men you have called us to be takes commitment. This means continuing to live in a manner pleasing to you even when it is no longer easy. Help us to continue building a relationship with you so that we can resist falling into the trap of indifference. And Father, whenever we find ourselves slipping away from the commitment we have made to you, help us get back on track by working on our spiritual plan. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.